like the main difference between comedy and magic, like comedy, if you were doing the same lines as someone else, you'd like get barred from that comedy club. Mm. Whereas magicians <laughs> will watch uh, a magic download and then do the trick, the exact Good same day. lines. They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Doug's magic wand. Here we go. Magic in three, two, one. I don't have it. Here we go. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Dude, that was amazing. Guys, welcome to episode 67 of The Magic Guys. I'm Josh Nolbido. That's Doug Con, And we have a guest today, which we'll get to uh, in a moment. But first, I want to hear about Doug's win. You, you, uh, you had a big online poker tournament, and Man, I'm was, seeing some wins go up. I was crushing it yesterday. Like, I could do no wrong. It was, yeah. What, thanks what? for mentioning my side hustles for the IRS <laughs> to come find me. Yeah, I entered six events yesterday on Global Poker, which is actually an Australian company, but they only host North American players. If you're North American looking to play, I'm waiting for you on Global Poker. Six tournaments, cashed in all of them, and then the biggest one, which I satellited into this $7,500 tournament, I got fourth place. So like $20 of, of, of expenses, I bankrolled over $700. Dude, and and that's... <clears throat> You you how much did you have to spend to enter? Like so, it's twenty bucks. Or? The global's running a micro series right now, where the entry Damn. fees are small. So uh, and then they have bigger prize pools. They they promise it's a great time to you know for my fellow North Americaners. If if you like poker, it's a good time to risk a little and maybe win a lot and and maybe have fun. That's and the hey, best global, version. If you're, if you're listening, I'm ready for that corporate sponsorship. <laughs> See how this is? I could do I could do global poker. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready, Global. <laughs> that's the best, That like low risk, big rewards. You know, you can't go wrong. Yeah, that's, you know, I don't play high limits online. I've seen uh, poker players play for astronomical sums online where they're playing literally hundreds of hands an hour and trading hundreds of thousands of dollars. I can't see doing that on the internet. <clears throat> no, unless you have a friend like... Uh, Stephen Bridges, where they just loan you this mass amount of money. Well, I mean, if I had a friend like that, I wouldn't say no, but uh, no. I'm not putting my hard-earned money on the internet. Maybe in no. Vegas, but not online. No, yeah. Maybe when Chris Kenner invests in you, then you can go big. Then you can go big. It's just, you know, putting big money online poker is just a bad idea. <clears throat> there's going to be 10 guys waiting for you. They're in a room in Texas, all huddled over the same monitor, you know? I don't want to yeah, be doing that. Yeah, yeah, true. But if you play with the with the, with the the micros, there's a whole bunch of people, and no one cares about that money. So you get a good game, you know? And plus, most of those players are bad. <clears throat> You've heard it here, folks. The plays are bad. <laughs> well, at the low uh, And then someone like Doug Conn swings in and cleans up. So You know, it's proof that poker is a skill-based game. It is that. If you study the game and give it some intelligent uh, thought, then you can win. You can win, certainly mm. at the low levels, for sure. Speaking of intelligent thought, we have a guy who's here for us today who has been putting some really great thought into his content creating for magic and comedy-based videos. Uh, he's from the UK, so we appreciate him being up so late to join us. That's why we're a little bit earlier than, than normal on this live. We're going to introduce him uh, right now. Yeah, 
There he is. It's Jack Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen. I have to admire that segue. You went, that that was some segue. Intelligent thought, intelligent content. (laughs) Unreal. Hey, we we haven't been doing the podcast for a year for nothing. You know what I mean? (laughs) But Jack, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Well, I was good, and then I smashed my computer monitor, and now (laughs) I'm less good, but I'm still good. We all outside, know that. I'm positive, and inside, it's it's a different story. But yeah, and you know that that is really eating you up when you've told like all three of us now, me, Doug, and <laughs> like the viewers. The yeah, no, it's yep. it's important, and you know it's important for context so they understand the the vibe of today's episode. I'll show them the <laughs> the picture if you want. So yeah, that's a, a sadness. That's a bit of a sadness. It's like Christmas followed by Doomsday. That's what it's it is. Like, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so if ever like I gave off like an edgy vibe, there's that context that might help out a little bit. But it's fine. It's fine. What were your plans for that monitor? Massive editing, or are you a hardcore? Yeah, oh, it's just so good to have all your editing just on one massive screen. Yeah, it's right. great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, for those <clears throat> for those who have watched some of Jack's uh, content, you'll know that his his videos are very edit heavy. Like, there's oh, some wait. crazy things going on. I first stumbled across you. Just through, I, I'm sure this is how most people did, watching Fool Us videos, and then I just see another one, and I'm like, oh, cool, this one's got a lot of views, must be good. And I start watching it, and I'm like, is this guy trolling Penn & Teller? I'm not sure yet, I'll keep watching. And, and uh, it was like the most entertaining video ever, but you didn't go on Fool Us. So that had to have some, like, what was your thought going into that? And did you edit it all yourself? Uh, in short, yes. I mean... That was that was like one of the <clears throat> earliest. That was the first video that I did that really like took off. Um, and the idea, like, I was surprised nobody had done it before. So if no one's watched it, it's basically, I edited myself on Penn and Teller, and I did like ridiculous, easy tricks, all this stuff, and then cut to the like stand innovation. Penn and Teller like going crazy for it, and it was like I didn't have I didn't have a studio at the time. It was like what I, <laughs> I waited for my wife to go out and she took the dog out and I got a green cloth and I hung it on the curtain rail and that was my green screen. I didn't have any lights. So this was like, so like it's quite an amateur video in that sense, but then you had a bit of like fancy editing on top and it, it, it sort of came together. I and um, the, I love that so much. Your gorilla, gorilla filming, you know, just getting it done. It Well, because the idea was so like, it didn't require much of a script apart from the first bit. They always have like the introduction on a fooler's video, but the actual act itself, I was like, right, I'll just make it up. I'll just do loads of funny stuff, and then we'll just clean it up in the edit. But, um, yeah, some of the comments on that video were amazing when that first went out. Like, the reactions did you, were... Did you, you had comments... Really into it. You had really people annoyed. believing you were actually auditioning, right? And they're like, this guy shouldn't make it through, or things like that. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, people kicking off that the show had, like, lost its touch because there was, this guy had fooled Ben and Teller. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, like, when you watch it, I, I mean, I did it intentionally. To, I thought it was clearly a parody. I thought, like, there was, there was no chance this is going to fool anyone. Like, mm. immediately it's noticeable. Like, I, I cut my head out and put it on someone else's body and intentionally made it bigger than normal. And I was like, there's no chance this is anyone's going to fall for that. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, you Idiots. look at the like-dislike <laughs> ratio, that tells you how many people fell for it. Ah. Uh. Well, there's like, what? It's at like over 400,000 views now. Oh, yeah, something crazy, yeah. 
yeah and i did another like there's a few of them there's an america's got talent one which is a similar premise like i don't know it's crazy how easily people are duped on the internet jack where do we watch these things it's, i'm assuming youtube yes and your channel yeah just jack rose yeah had you been the, doing youtube before you decided to do this pin and teller uh parody satire yeah i've been doing so I, I started doing the youtube stuff basically when the first lockdown came in in the uk um in 2020 i think it was late 2020 actually Same. and i started doing i do a lot of drawing um and my first videos were like doing caricature i was doing caricature roasts i used to call them which is a thing i've made up and it never took off right. um it, but basically i would do like a caricature of a celebrity and i tell jokes about them in like a five minute clip and then obviously I, I, you know doing magic in the background i thought well i'll make some magic stuff as well and then I did a few like fake tutorials where I do like false methods for tricks. So like I did a, a, a tutorial for a trick where it's like, you know, they put the Rubik's cube that's mixed up, you put it in the bag, you take it out and it's solved. And the, and my method was you clone yourself into a mini version of yourself and put your mini version of yourself in the bag. <laughs> and you teach him how to solve the cube and then he mixes it up in the bag. Like just oh that stuff. God. And then, yeah. and then it went to the foolish thing. So it was like a natural progression of like, cause I like, you know, I'm not a, I did start off as a video editor. I was sort of learning. I was going along. So you can see really as if you go from the start of the YouTube channel to now, it's sort of like they get more and more complex, really. And this was a, a, a pandemic project, correct? Yeah. 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 This How much? Like, so many creative things have come out of that. And uh, yeah, including all of us, like all of us. And so another one that it's great to see. Really great. It sort of forces you to be creative, doesn't it? Like being stuck inside, you're like just, especially when you're used to gigging and like going out and entertaining people, you've just got that creative drive to to do something. Um, yeah. As, as soon as it stops, you're like, I need to get that kick from something else. Like yeah. I need to share my creativeness some other way. Yeah. And for a lot of us, it's become, yeah, the video content or podcasting or, you know, some kind of outlet we can do from home, you know, it's no matter job. what. It's great. It's definitely and it means up a new world of like content creation. And like you say, so many podcasts and, and channels and people who you'd never could consider doing stuff like that, like because of the lockdowns have, have gone and actually tried it, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. We we uh, brought it up just before the podcast, but uh, Blackpool just happened. And we want to know about it because here in Australia and obviously in New Orleans, like it's a little far to get there, you know. Um, I, have, I haven't ventured there yet. I have been to Magic Live, but not to Blackpool. Blackpool, that's, uh, for those that aren't aware, is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, magic convention in the world. Yeah, it's massive. So, yeah, it's a congress of magi. Have you been yourself, Doug? <clears throat> have you been, Doug? Have you, have you been in the past? I, I haven't. No, I, I've never been to the UK. I, I, I spent a year in France as a young man, but never made it up north. And uh, I've been talking to some kindred spirits. Hopefully in the next year or two, I'll be there. I'll see you there. That would be awesome. It, yeah, it, it's, it's so good. I mean, I, I've not been to any other magic convention, so I can't compare it to the other ones. But I've been told from the guys that have been to the other ones, this is the best one. Um, and I've been going for like, I don't know, six years, maybe something like that. And, um, you know, it's 2020 was like there's 6,000 people there, which is crazy. Like, I mean, it's magicians take over it. So there's like a thousand magicians. That's a lot. Like it's unbelievable to have a thousand. Five thousand madness. Yeah, but like the entire mm. town is t- like every hotel is like booked out. Like it's you've got to book in advance <sighs> to get you. 
it's it's madness. It's absolute madness. But it's great because anywhere you walk, there's magicians fiddling with cards, doing coins, mm. stuff like you can go anywhere and there's people that are like minded and enjoy what you're doing. Um it's so good. And like this year was was um obviously a little bit quieter because of um lockdowns and COVID and international travel restrictions, but there was still like three thousand people, which I you know, it was still as bit like you still probably see the same amount of people because you obviously can't see six thousand people. But how yeah, do they it's handle really the the learning, like the lectures and and also the shows? Where do you put thousands of magicians to entertain them or teach them? I was gonna say yeah, because well, I think I think Magic Live is only two thousand people from memory because it's in it's everyone stays in the one casino, <clears throat> and uh, I can't imagine five thousand. Yeah, how do they <laughs> orchestrate that? Yeah, well, it's just <clears throat> busy all the time, basically. But in terms of the shows, they have a they have an early show and a late show, so depending on which ticket you get, you okay. so they split they do two shows a night, so that splits it already. Okay, um, the theater itself is quite big. I don't know what the capacity is. I imagine it's about two and a half thousand. I don't know. Um, Would have to be it's quite a big theater. Yeah. Is it? Is it like the Britain's Got Talent Auditorium? Because that's got to be a. It's got to be a big theater to fit that many people. <sighs> I wouldn't say it's that big, but <clears throat> I mean they sell. They still sell tickets to like the public though, so the public can come and see the shows as well as magicians. So there's there must be extra space. I don't know. I don't know how big the venue is, but like with the um, the lectures as well, they're usually. They'll have them on like a stage and they'll have the cameras on and a screen behind them and usually the entire room is filled. But they'll have like two lectures on at once or two or three lectures on. And, you know, you get this like calendar with all the events on. You've got to pick which ones you want to watch. But there's usually like two or three stuff on at the same time that you'd want to see. So you always end up missing something. Mm. But, yeah, it basically they have that much going on that there's always – it's not like there's 6,000 people on in one place, basically. It's all spread out. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so good, though. It's so good. <clears throat> That's insane. Insane. How do you even know what to absorb when you're there, you know? Do you spend most of your time jamming with other guys? Oh, actually, I saw your last YouTube video. So you spent uh, <laughs> some of your time there being trolled with uh, your yeah. face your face being posted all around Blackpool. The troll becomes the trolley. Yeah. Um, basically, I mean, I didn't know this because this was going to happen, but... I went with my group and they're like proper piss taking old men, basically. I'm the youngest of the group. And since doing the YouTube videos, they're like, right, let's knock him down a peg or two. And basically I turned up and there was just pictures. Like they printed hundreds of posters of like fake posters, Jack Rhodes, award-winning ish magician, ask for photo. And they just put them everywhere. And it was like, we walked into the Winter Gardens, the main <laughs> venue. There's like pictures of my face everywhere. So I was immediately like, oh, Christ, I need to make sure that people don't think I'm putting them up myself because that would be the most like psychotic thing ever. Yeah, it was madness. It was funny. Um, and I got a video out of it, so it worked out. But yeah, it could have gone either way. The hotel ended up messaging me um, saying, this needs to stop. If you have any idea who's putting these posters up, uh -oh. they're, they're covering key information. <laughs> we need to get rid of them. <clears throat> oh, boy. Not a bad idea, though, you know, like we said at the beginning, guerrilla marketing, even if it wasn't you, it's still, you still used it in a way, in a positive way. And I did get way. a lot of, like, there's a lot of followers that, like, were going, well, it must be a big deal, his face is everywhere, so they were looking me up on Instagram, and they're going, oh, his videos are all right. Yeah, it actually worked out, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe a guy who can talk to us about our guerrilla content marketing, he's just arrived. 
What? For Jason Ma, welcome to the podcast, my friend. I don't know how this sounds. Does this sound okay? It sounds horrible. Yeah, it's definitely uh, from a tin can. So, Jack, you are you doing YouTube content full time at the moment, or Magic, or what, no, what's your not. setup? Uh, it's especially a hobby at this point. Um, yeah, my full time job is nothing to do with this. Um, but you know, I was doing a lot of close up gigs prior to the pandemic, and like everyone, then gigs stopped going, and then I was doing a lot of stand up stuff, stand up comedy, um, and basically all of that just got shut down. And that's when I started doing YouTube content. Um, but you know, it's I don't think. I mean, I don't know how many subscribers you've got to get to make a living, but it's nowhere near what you'd have to make to sustain a living. Um, but, I mean, in the future, that would be ideal. Yeah. Um, I mean, Doug, can, you can probably speak on that, right? Like, because you've been building... Yeah, as a, as a full-time content creator, I recommend winning poker tournaments to sustain your livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, so what do I got? I got like a, a magic shop on the side. That I, I got side hustles that make it work, you know? And then... Yeah. So, but yeah, it's mainly shorts, isn't it? YouTube shorts, which the monetization side of it isn't as good as it's not, except content, there are companies that are starting to pay creators, Meta, Meta being one of them, they're yeah. offering a livable wage. So, the last couple of months, I could actually pay my rent with what they're paying, and that has not been the case for the years prior to that. So, uh, damn, that's a good times then. Must be hard monetizing the short form stuff because you don't you don't ever see adverts in the video, see because it's like a ten second video, scroll, scroll, scroll. They haven't got time to show an advert, whereas so, with a long form but, thing. But what if you have a magic shop and your product is a magic trick? So now we can connect the side hustles, and then yeah. maybe I do a trick or I point the viewer to my membership area on YouTube where they could learn some magic, right? Advanced stuff, and that's another facet that would make this puzzle work. Yeah, tricks of the trade. Yeah. So many options. So many options. Mike, Mike's just asking who's the new guy. So this is Jason. He's a, a co-host of ours, and um, you'll see him on here uh, a lot more often. So thanks for the question, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> Funny bastard. <clears throat> I would be here more often, but I just, uh, you know, I have important things to take care of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, have you focused much energy on the short form platforms? Not yes, really. Like when I, well, when when I first got into it, like I don't know, I was always like I just wanted to stick to long form stuff. Like short form, I've never been a big TikToker, and I appreciate the work that goes into TikTok videos. But I was never like I didn't have TikTok at the start. But now, I don't know. It seems like that's the way to really grow, isn't it? Like short form content is where it's at. Um, you know, you look at like Instagram Reels, TikToks, they're all trying to compete with each other, and that is a, a way to exploit it. Because I think long-form content on YouTube is one of the hardest things to gain a following from, yeah. um, unless you get like one viral hit. But um, I don't know, Jason's the man on that, I guess, with the massive TikTok following. But the short-form stuff is really like that right now. Yeah, they provide the reach, just not the money. Yeah, yeah. you got to point them to the money. Mm. It's uh, a funnel, money, isn't it? To... Money's coming. <laughs> Money's coming. I think uh, after a million, it changes there, Doug. <laughs> well, I, I I hope to be trending upward and onward months from now. We'll see. Stay tuned. I hope yeah, everyone I, does the same. I hope all of us find that to be true. I'm finding, uh, you know, I'm finding that with the uh, short form content, well, one, I get 
kind of bored of making it, firstly, because <laughs> there's only so much you can do in that avenue, right? Um, just yeah. making short form. And then the other thing is, is that I really want to, I just want to sort of branch out and do something a bit more, like I want to do long form, but I don't want to just do magic. I don't know how to explain it. You know, magic's a bit weird because like I could just sit there and do tricks in front of a camera, but then it's like, I don't really want to do that. And then I could make like comedy videos, which, you know, I've experimented with a bunch of different things, but it's like, how can I make something that I could consistently produce like a series? Because YouTube requires commitment. It requires like regular uploading and a lot of TLC. It's like, how do you, how do you meet that criteria doing magic without being a tutorial channel constantly? Do you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. the trick. Well, yeah. It's just so well, difficult. And I, really, yeah. It's so hard to break it because everyone just goes down the tutorial route. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. If you're a good teacher, like Doug's a great teacher. So when I watch his stuff on, on YouTube and he's teaching stuff, it's, it's great. He sources it. He does a really good job with it. But just, I don't know if it's for me. You know, I don't, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be something more. And that's the thing that I'm struggling with, like trying to figure out how to get past that. So maybe it's the same for you. Yeah. It's just trying right. to find that one idea that's, that can become a series that you can do consistently and, you know, it'd still be a good standard. Yeah. It's an that, easier that's thing what our to friend... do. It's, I think, you yeah. You making a YouTube series. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? Well, look, that's a great idea, Corey. That's a great idea. <laughs> right. You know what? We should do that. How have we not thought of that? <laughs> I know. Actually, you know what would be a good idea is like, we should just come on here and chat once a week. And uh, maybe to mix it up, we'll bring like a guest on to bring like fresh ideas to it that each time. Yeah, it could be a series <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, we're a bunch of guys that do magic, but we just have to come up with a, a, a catchy name. That's all. The magic fellas. Magic fellas, yeah. I, I wish I, re I wish I kept the recordings of us, our voice recordings, trying to come up with names for this because it was quite. What were some of the initial names? What were the early names? Oh my god! I I wonder. I don't uh, know if Facebook Scrotum. records them, but what? You thought about Lance Scrotum in the game? What mm. that? that was a top one. Yeah. The more yeah. gay Siegfried and Roy. <clears throat> <laughs> See, we didn't have Doug at the time when we first started to to give us all these great Just ideas. So. Yeah. Yeah. The um, the logo suggests that. Yeah. A, a discussion That's of the Virgin Arts. We thought of it. That's a good one. Yeah. It sounds like a very pig cake. Did you see Pig Cake when you were at Blackpool, by the way? Because we saw him put up tons of tons of posts when he was there. Yeah, I never actually uh I never I never spoke to him. I've seen him running about um, but I never actually stopped and had a, had a chat with him. But he, yeah, he was with a group of guys. I think there was quite a few people from America. Um, <laughs> classic piggy gay. Yeah. He loved it. <laughs> I mean, all of his like guys. videos were just slagging off Blackpool and like the food and how rough it is, which which is exactly right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, normally there's a lot more people walking around with like a camera on like a little tripod, but there wasn't that many really this time. Well, people love watching the Blackpool videos straight after Blackpool. Mm. Yeah, I watched it's, a couple, and, and that's so how funny. I found Pig Cakes. Mm. Yeah, he's funny as Pig Cake. <clears throat> Michael Lawrence, what if you did an impractical joke but with magic? Oh, wait. Well, that series is gone as well. 
I love these ideas, yeah. guys. If you if you guys have other ideas, please other, throw them on. If you have any other bangers that you want to lay out on the table for us, guys, let us know. Yeah. I mean, you know, the other approaches you can do things like street magic, which Jason and I would do for a time until obviously we couldn't. Um, only now, actually in Brisbane, is uh, mask free, finally. So I don't know what it's like you guys, but um, the gates oh, are open. It's free down here too. It's all of Australia. Yeah. The, the floodgates are open again for, for magic. That's yeah, yeah, Australia's back to normal, man. Yeah, we have no restrictions. Fine. We have no restrictions. We have nothing. Everything's gone back to normal. It's good, though. Borders are open. International borders <clears> are open. Um, Josh is open, <laughs> but he never closed, let's be honest. Well, <laughs> that's why Jason moved away. He's like, this is too much. Too much. <laughs> Can't handle that much, Josh. Yeah. Jack, would you consider doing a street magic piece of content? Is that your thing? Yeah, that is um, something that's in the pipeline. In fact, I want to do like a, a parody of street magic videos, so like every street magic video ever, just like loads of yeah, slow motion walking. They did the David. That's been done. Movies. Yeah, sorry, bro. Yeah, well, that's sorry, that. Bro. That's that gone then. Yeah, um, that's your idea gone. Sorry, bro. But Everything you've like, ever thought of is done. <laughs> yeah, everything you ever think of is already on online. Like. I think of an idea and I go, I'll, I'll have a look, see if it's online. No, it's on YouTube. Damn. But I think um, <laughs> potentially a series of like street magic challenges. So like kind of do street magic with gloves on and I've like felt gloves and then boxing gloves or I don't know. There's, there's ways of making it interesting, but you've got to think of an interesting thumbnail and title eventually. haven't you? That's the, uh, that's the pull. It can't just be true. street magic episode three. I don't know if that's going <clears> to pull anyone in. I think one of our viewers has, um, he said this would be a reference you might recognize. When is he going to be on Oprah? Does that, <laughs> does that mean something to you, Bob? Bob Possible. <laughs> yeah. Like for a, for a while, I was like editing myself on a Jimmy Fallon and a James Corden show and all these American talk shows. And then the running gag became, when's he going to do Oprah? Um, oh. Which I still haven't done. So maybe that's in the pipeline. Street nice. magic for Oprah. Yeah. Yeah, you should do that. This is a good one too from Squeezer. Jack should do fake magic product reviews of tricks that don't exist. Is that kind of like <laughs> the most niche? The most that's niche very product. niche. Like the wizard product review parody. That, that's going to be yeah. a very niche market. But uh, like, if you were, if you were they'll funny, be hardcore. You reach a big audience. Yeah, like they'll be like real hardcore fans, you know. You can have like three three versions of yourself. One with like a dead slick jacket on, one like bald, one yes. with like a beard, and then like bring your dog on, and uh, and do and do reviews of tricks. Yeah. Well, you had yeah. the dog part down pat. Yeah, we've got the dog. They will be there. This is so. So, are you doing a lot of virtual shows? <clears throat> You've got a bit of a studio set up there. I missed the beginning of this pod, so. Um, yeah. No. So basically. I haven't done any virtual stuff. I mean, I went from um, doing close-up weddings to quitting Magic altogether and doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. Um, which I really enjoyed doing for like a couple of years and then pandemic hit and then I started doing this. But this is like, this is purely for making content. Um, this is my garage. So this was a bare concrete um, garage that's detached from the house. I spent two or three months with help from a mate of mine turning this into the studio that it is now. Um, and I've considered doing virtual shows, but I thought I'd, I'd rather just do it in person. Um, and we're sort of in the back end of that now. And I don't know if starting up a virtual show now is a 
viable prospect. I mean, I, there's a lot of people who still do them, but I think now there's more than ever there's people wanting to get back like a real gig experience, aren't they? Yeah, I think you're right. I, um, I th- this is actually my bathroom. I'm sitting on the toilet right now. <clears throat> so I turned it into you just a have a dump. You can just have a dump straight away. And so I'm actually currently taking a shit while we're talking shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because that's the shit. Yeah. So yeah. his final load of cups and balls. How would I scoop that in? I wonder how I'd make that. It's a strong shot. opener. I'm reminded of see behind your ear. There is a routine with Prem. <laughs> Dan Huffman did a routine called Cups and Flies. They had little plastic cups and little plastic flies as the balls. And the final loads were uh, fake dog dookies. So at the end, because the flies were attracted to the crapola. Uh, Have you seen that trick with the nappy where you produce the poo and it's just a malt loaf like dried up and it flies out into the audience? Yeah, that's 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 probably a Blackpool special, that one. Wow. That's, again, very niche style of magic. Since we're talking about cups, look what I picked up, Doug. Managed to get a hold of this for you. It's only the most beautiful magic book ever printed. You know, I have to say, this is this has been the best read that I've had. Um, as in, like, because at the start it has a good like synopsis and story about Cellini and stuff, and it's uh, it's yeah. beautiful, man. It's a really good read. If you want to read it, you should. That Bloody is good. a gem. Not easy to yeah. come by. Where'd you get one? No, of it's those? not. No, I got lucky. I was, Someone was selling it on the internet, and I snatched it up straight away. Nice. Um, it's in good. It's in good nick, man. It's like almost completely undestroyed. And the unfortunate thing is, is that some twat wrote their name in it, and his address, <laughs> and his phone numbers. The artwork. <laughs> him on the internet. The <laughs> One of my all-time favorite books, for sure. The Royal. Yeah, book. it's great. It's good reading. It, you know good what read. that book is? It's a it's a handbook for uh, an act. You just go here, learn this, and all the commercial, practical stuff is in there. Certainly for busking, but for any any magician, it's all there. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do more reading. Yeah, you should, Josh. Mm. You mm. should exercise that little brain of yours, man. Read a book. It's so easy now with downloads, isn't it? You just get sucked into watching video tutorials. You never end up reading a book. Yeah, I actually, uh, you know, I actually find myself really struggling to watch video downloads now. Because magicians are the cringiest motherfuckers in the world. It's so hard to, so hard to listen to the, every single magician tell me that this shit is the tits and it's like built their career for so long, and blah, 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 blah. And if you do it right, it's perfect. So shut up, man. Just <laughs> It's easier to mask the cringe in a book, whereas on it's video, so, it's so no much idea. easier. Mm. Well, the fortunate thing is, is that in most, in most books, or most good books, I would say, is that they're books of someone written about someone else so it's like it's the it's the secondhand opinion of someone else, which is far less, you know, like grandizing than the first person talking about themselves. So like in this case, this person's a massive fan and, and student of Cellini, and then he writes about it, and it's beautiful. But in like you know, if you if you watch like a tutorial, they're like, yeah, so you know, I walk up to my gigs and bitches want to fuck me. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, you do this trick, you can. Fucking throw your ring through your asshole and it ends up in your mouth and blah 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 and then bitches. <laughs> <laughs> See if that was a book, I'd read that. Yeah. 
Only if it was a picture book. <laughs> this this uh, is a book dog. worth reading. No ordinary magic. This is a, a, a not a biography, but it's a story of a woman that Jim Cellini met in the, I guess, late seventies, early eighties, and her travels with him through the world as a street performer. No ordinary magic. If you like reading, you know, any magic stories, but it's not, you don't even have to be a magician to appreciate what this book's about. Great book yeah, about Cellini. Yeah, was just like, a real nice guy, man. <laughs> he, there's a lot of really books was. that magicians should read that aren't magic related as well. Like just general, mm. like, I don't know. I read a lot of like stand up comedy books that like opened your eyes to just thinking of it. Like, like, it's like Bible. everyone should read that book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like this, uh, what was it? I think I might want to like the director's. So what is it? The director's guide to stand up. Maximum entertainment guide. Yeah, He's looking oh, back at yeah. his, his comprehensive bookshelf there. Yeah, this massive bookshelf of like five books. <laughs> it's got to be here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> there Wait, is. and then he's going to peel off oh, the, the, the sticker of the bookcase. <laughs> what is that book? Can you show that That's... a little closer? A director's oh. guide to oh. stand up. Wow. Nice. It's, like, it's not even okay. written by it's not even written by comedians. It's written by the guys who direct them to shows. So it's like Fantastic. an analytical view of, of looking at your own act and try to tweak it and work make it the best it can be. What really kind of things are you picking up in there? Like any any nuggets <clears throat> to spread? I don't know. Um I mean, the main thing for me was, and this was what all the standard guys said, like, just record every every performance you ever do. Well, if you can get a video performance, perfect. If not, get an audio recording. But because with stand-up, it's all about, like, every line has to be, you're looking at that gag per minute rate, aren't you? And the top guys are getting, like, one big laugh every 10 seconds. And, you know, you record yourself. And in your head, it's gone really well. And then, but if there's a 20-second gap and there's no laugh, you can then identify that point and pick out which bit doesn't work and try and tweak mm. it. So these these directors that like direct entire shows, they'll look at the big picture, record the full thing and like just hone in on little bits just to make it that bit that bit better. And like I, I think with the video production side of it as well, it makes you realise like just making the videos, I feel like that brings out a different you know, it make you more yourself. Um, and you learn more about what works and what doesn't which I think can just apply to any sort of performance, magic or not, really. Man, it's a good thing comedy is subjective. Magic should be. Magic. This should be like, this should be, yeah, this should be like, like you should get heckled as a magician, though. But for some I reason, people so. are like, I, love a good heckle. Like, I, I encourage you, good heckle. <clears throat> but most magicians are like, just really not confident and if you heckled them they'd probably like the end of they crumble the right they just because they tunnel yeah. vision when they do their routine they're like okay so i just want to get you to pick a card and then when you place it back you'll notice it'll be a uh, 37 from the top and they're like no it's 32 they're like oh, oh, oh. yeah 35 32 um i haven't realized the line oh. to come back to that <laughs> yeah, well, let's, yeah, exactly. let's be honest Let, let's be honest when people start doing magic they're not already the most confident of people right no, no, <laughs> they're not is, like these dude, confident people, people getting like, into magic well, i'm talking about yeah. people that are like gigging magicians man you, you hear them trip over themselves all the time as soon as someone interrupts them they're like oh <laughs> but that was the main thing but like the main difference between comedy and magic like magic 
like if, sorry in comedy if you were doing the same lines as someone else you'd like get barred from that comedy club mm. whereas magicians <laughs> will watch uh, a magic download and then do the trick the exact yeah, same yeah. lines you, like you know let's like, understand what, what magic is a unique uh, art form i use the word art loosely in this conversation and that it allows amateurs to perform again loosely using the word perform their <laughs> art in uh all kinds of situations, right? Like a comedian, if you're a professional comedian, you're not just going to bust into your stand-up routine, right? But a magician, yeah, a cashier, a lower grocery, barrier. anybody's fair game. There's a lower barrier for entry, which... Uh, also, yeah, as, a, as a comedian, from a professional viewpoint, that's a big gap between an amateur magician as well, right? Like, there's not a... Oh, a, yeah, like a good, a good magician and a bad magician. Yeah, there's a huge leap, I think. I think a lot of magicians stay bad, even when they're like full-time magicians. Yeah. They're still bad. Yeah. <laughs> they never move on from that. I mean, I think we can quantify all humanity that way. There's bad mechanics. There's bad teachers. There's bad politicians. You know. I dare say there's probably more people trying to be a stand-up comic than there are people learning magic. Would you agree? Mm. Like, there's so many open mic nights where people are I trying to make it. You think the yeah maybe think? uh I don't, well maybe because magic has got that perception like anytime magic is um, you know put on telly or in a in a sitcom it's always the geeky nerdy thing to do isn't it whereas a stand up is like <laughs> seen as this ultimate like oh that's the mm. thing. probably what's but, nerdy about magic huh well I think <laughs> what's nerdy about learning how to do a quadruple cut like this where I end up with a rotation around the thumb and I can hot shot straight out of the middle of the deck into a flicker and a finish with whatever the fuck that move. What's nerdy about that? Nice. Very nice. Very nice. What's nerdy about doing a one-handed top change? Huh? Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a, a different – where I was leading was like just a different dynamic is that there's like such a higher barrier to entry to be a professional stand-up comedian, I think, because especially – Oh, dude. I, I don't know so how long ago they – Yeah, like I don't know how long ago they started this, off. but – No, yeah, good, yeah. And obviously, we're not going to become professional announcers. <laughs> but uh, no, you go, Jace. Well, you know what I think of magic? I think it's like, uh, have you ever seen um, Carrot Top? <laughs> magic, is like, magic is like worse Carrot Top, you know? <laughs> it's prop magic. It's like prop comedy where it's like all the same stuff that everyone does the same trick and they do the same yeah. gags. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, have you had a hit of this pen? Do you want a hit, bro? <laughs> comedy <laughs> you know what i mean but it's that's all the like, same gags and the same visuals and every yeah, magician it, pukes up in the magic cards. world no one no one pulls up anyone on that no one's like bothered that everyone's doing the same lines whereas in the comedy world it's immediately like no you're not doing that like if you do the same routine as someone else it, it's yeah. madness again i would say um, in professional venues i don't think professionals steal from professionals maybe on the lower lower level but like you're not going to see Copperfield using Matt King's lines, and I'm using those two names off the top of my head. Yeah, I think that's the difference then, because in comedy, like even on a lower level, it's well known. You just do your own stuff. You do your own routines and make them work. You don't ever do anybody else's. Whereas I think then that is the difference with magic at that lower level. It's, you know, you can do these stock lines. It shows your hand, your clean hand. Oh, that was your clean yeah. hand. Mm. Be careful with that. Encouraged. Right? Yeah. I hate and, that and, line. That's and one, I think one, it all, one of my least favorite lines. 
And I think it all just stems from the fact that like in order to learn these difficult sleight of hand moves, you have to watch the people who, you know, were before us to do it. And we just then absorb the lines when we're beginning that they say while they're doing that. Whereas like stand-up comics, you're not like learning someone's show so that you can learn the time yeah, of like exactly. lines and stuff. Like I was like, when I first <clears> started and I was like 12, like, and I was doing them lines and other, like as a 12 year old going up to an adult and saying, can I have your hand? No, sorry, your clean hand. Oh, that was your clean hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so weird that like, that's just an accepted <laughs> thing to do. It's just madness. It's mental. I, I always think it's funny when you go to a gig and they're like, oh, we saw this magician before. Can you do that one where they put the X on your hand? How can you do that one? Yeah. It's Have you had like, that many times? People, uh, yeah, actually in Sydney. And not, not in Brisbane because I didn't, I wasn't like heavy on the gigs there. I just did my residencies. But here, yeah. Yeah, it comes up. Hmm. Luckily for me, I, uh, I can do that trick because I bought it. <laughs> I think the new version of that will be the, um, the card to watch will be the next one, won't it? Can you do the one we change the card into the watch? Yeah. And it's like, well, if you stand yeah. within five degrees in front of me, yeah, there you go. And no one else around. <laughs> oh, that trick. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Dude, there's a guy that we are friends with who uses it religiously. It's like something that he does all the time um, in his videos. It's a great trick, yeah. but it's just Is it? so... What's the point of it, though? Where's the plot? <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to make yeah, a plot, but it, it's good it, for a quick video, isn't it? <clears throat> but, I love me, I love me a performance of a dude just walking in like this. <laughs> and they're like, I remember it, the first time I saw that trick, Shin Lim had it. I guess he had it before anyone else. And Shin Lim did this, and I was like, oh, he just dropped the card. I just thought he just dropped it. It was irrelevant <laughs> to me from that point on. Great magic. <laughs> it's such a funny trick. I just never understand it. There's only one that I've ever seen that I liked. And it was this Korean guy and I tagged Josh in it. And he, he actually takes a card and he holds it like this, showing the back of it. And then he turns it this way here. And then he goes, and it turns into a watch. And it fools the shit out of me. I have no idea how he's doing it. It looks amazing. But that's the only time I've ever seen someone do it. And it was good. Everyone else is just like, they're like, literally, you'll see them like sit back from the camera. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, when a magician gets ready, <laughs> every time. Well, they'll say, like, Dude. they'll say, guys, it's time. And then change yeah. it. Yeah. Watch. Well, there'll be people that do that thing watch, where they're like, watch, watch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 Dude, even the top. The thing guys, is, like, even, even the magicians that we all looked up to when we were learning, like Eric Jones, for example, even he would do that same thing where he's like, watch, watch. And you're like, dude, like, come on, Eric. Like, mm. You're better than this man. <laughs> but the fact that we're on opposite sides of the planet and we all know the same lines just says how yeah. that problem is. Like, it's mental. That's so yeah, true. That's mental. a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, opposite ends of the world. You know, even when I'm street performing and I travel to like new pitches and stuff all over the world, yeah, you'll see another magician doing the same standard stock jokes, all the same as like, because I do a cups and balls show. And uh, man, I get people being like, do you know Gazzo? Like random people, like just people that aren't magicians. They're like, do you know Gazzo? And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 he had that one hit on YouTube though, didn't he? Did he ever that cups and balls routine 
it got like a couple million views, didn't it, on YouTube? Maybe they've seen it from well, that. perform more magic shows than any magician alive. Oh, dude, there is mad that. respect to him. Mad respect to him. But it's um, it's such a shame that if you do the cups now, you're immediately a gazo clown. <laughs> but this, this, that's the issue as well. Like limited. With comedy, there's like an unlimited thing, amount of things you can do, whereas with magic, you're sort of limited to what you can do, really. So you can do the, you do the same trick, but you put your own spin on it. But it, you know, a lot of people just see it as the same. Trick. I well, I think these days, I think yeah, magic's like, the, the limitless art form. I disagree. I think I think what it is like these days, the pros realize most of them that it's that's just the the instrument in order to entertain the guests, right? So like we use the prop, but then it's all the other stuff around it that we're actually adding our pizzazz into, like how Jace can do cuffs and balls, but it's not really about that it's like all the banter that's going on around it oh as yeah well as yeah. um the entertainment is more yeah. important than the trick really yeah yes. like i think that's something we brought up a lot like the trick really isn't that important like it has to it has to be good but it's not really about the trick at the end well, i think that's, that's what separates them all that. don't figure out they don't well, figure out also, the trick is not the important thing i can also uh you know you can also prove it to people too because when it comes to like the short form stuff, both Doug and I have a very similar style in our videos. Now, that style is pretty much the trick, but it's mostly talking. Like it's mostly throwing in jokes and having moments and blah, 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 blah. And as a result, on any platform that I decide to post videos on, I have great success with, no matter what the platform is. Whereas like someone who's copying my stuff, which happens a lot, they copy my trick, but they just don't have that same you know, gift of the gab. And then it's the personality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But they exactly. should they should take that and apply it to their own personality. That's the issue. They're trying to copy you and do what works for you. But and ultimately, that's it's like in the book. You watch back your own thing, uh, and if it doesn't quite work for you, you got to tweak it and do it differently. But you can't. Everyone can't be a carb, carbon copy of each other. That's just madness. Yeah, when someone yeah, exactly. asks me how to get good at magic, I tell them to find an original point of view. The hardest thing you'll have to do in the world, but that's how you get good. You find the, your original voice. Yeah, Which I was and that's also like good. that's a, that's another good thing about books is like you you know with a book you sort of left to your own yep. uh, imagination how you're going to present the trick. Yep, there'll be like loose lines. Whereas with a video, it's so easy to just learn it line right. by line, and that's how you do it. The ultimate man create everything. Right when you have the vision, and then you make the method, and then you create the presentation with the comedy, and then the drama, which makes the audience go crazy. And this is why magic is the best art, because it can be all those things. If you can't tell Doug likes magic. I love magic. Yeah, if you couldn't tell Doug, Doug likes magic, yeah. He has that tattoo on his back. I feel like back, we've been actually. slagging it off a lot. We've been slagging it off a lot, but it is good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. When it's when it's great, it's the best. When it's bad, it's oh, yeah. the worst. It's bad a lot. It's, it's rarely great. <laughs> but every once in a while, someone shows us how great it can be. You know? Yeah. Derek Delgado. Derek Delgado did it recently. Yeah. It's yeah. That show. Amen. I think I watch it. <clears throat> right. You should watch I it. It's a, it's a whole other level. It's, it yep. takes magic to a whole other level exactly. in terms of like the presentation. Exactly. Yeah, I'd never seen anything like it before. Josh and you still come across it. that well on the like on the special. Yes. yes. Yeah, they filmed it in such a way that it 
encaptures every all of those emotions. Like you, there's a there's it's probably a, there's a ninety percent chance you will tear up in watching this special. Like you're an alpha male big dog, you know what I mean. So you'll be fine. But the rest of us sensitive magicians, we all have a little tear up. Yeah, man. Even like uh, David Blaine, he's there in the in the audience watching. He's crying. So don't feel bad. You know, let it out. Yeah, I need to watch it. I need to watch it because that's the other thing with like magic. Like it's all right doing it in person, but capturing that same feeling on camera is so much like it's, it's so much better in person so i you know i heard good things about the show but i was thinking surely it can't be that good on video but yeah clearly he's found a way the approach to this uh kind of a documentary of the show is what it is you're mm. you're watching much more than just that performance of a show so it's a, it's a documentary of this event is what it is right yeah 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 just watch is it be disappointed is this that trick you did doug shrapnel with the ring and the pin. Is that what it's called? Shrapnel. Talking about Jimmy's comment there? Yeah. Yeah, boy. Now, as he, as he posted something, <laughs> boy, I hope I had some kind of presentation to go with it. Is that, yeah, I saw you post it recently. Is that what it was called? Shrapnel? Shrapnel's the name of the effect, yes. Yeah, I that, was that, was black pool. that was all yeah, the black pool. That was all the black pool. That was all the shit out of me. It's Barry Andrus's linking pins. If you're familiar with that, and if you're not, that's what it is. It's just using a ring, which is a smart move. Uh, the Andrus routine used two jumbo pins. They were big and suspicious. If you just use yeah. one regular safety pin and then a borrowed ring or it's any not ring. Gimmick. Oh, it's gimmick, but the ring isn't. And here's Tim, the great Tim thing Anderson. about the shrapnel package. It provides everything. They give you a little, they give you a little tin to carry the, the pins in. The tutorial is excellent. You get two gimmicks with it. So if you lose one or break one, it's possible because they're little pins. It's just a great product. It's like it's setting the bar for uh, how magic should be yeah. released, as well as being a great routine. So what you're saying um, is that I should have online with three copies now. Uh, here, there's a problem. There's a problem. And, and the problem with that effect is it's not the best penetration. So if I'm choosing an effect no, that's going to represent a penetration to my audience, I'm not going to choose that one. That's okay. just me. Is, mm, right. Like it's not what, like, what's, like your, what's your penetration of choice, Doug? So as a professional, the one I've worked on is ring and rope or uh, string and ring. Yeah. Uh, in particular, yeah. I like Giovanni Lavira's ring, rope, and nut. Uses a big, uh, a big nut. That's the nut is the final load, right? No, it's it's a it's uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes those visions are nerdier and don't get there as quick as they should. Uh, <laughs> the final load. Yeah, and Jimmy says you do a lot more with that than most, so he's obviously seen it many times. It's good. Well, I know. I, I knew when I said about. Eh, I'm skipping the. Skipping the <laughs> Keep going. You said you said something about nutting. <laughs> <laughs> magicians can't say penetration without giggling. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, we can. Because magicians we can. Say, yeah. More yeah, of the, so the thing is that in order to say <laughs> penetration, you keep saying it. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a funny word. It's a funny yeah. word. Man. 
Yeah, I definitely don't say it on stage because I, I would definitely giggle. Yeah, because in the real world, you would never say the word penetration or anything <laughs> else, and yet in the world of magic, yeah, it's penetration, yeah. and everyone's like, yeah. I do say that word. I do the linking rings, I, and that's a good penetration trick, the linking rings. I say penetrate. Hmm. Yeah, I should change that. That's why you that get bad? That's why you, if you, you, if you, you get tipped tip, can I have the big box? Ring? The state of the world's crazy right now. Like, you know that like this, <clears throat> like a playing card watch, no, I'm a playing card, like the length of this is about the length because, you know, the world's in a chaotic state, so this probably makes sense. But it's about the length of a, a sniper bullet, right? So, like, uh, and if that penetrates, you obviously that's going to be really bad for your health. And then if you've got, like, a, like a, an automatic rifle bullet, it's probably about the size of this pen cap, right? It's not quite as big as the sniper rifle bullet, but if that penetrates you, it will fuck you up. Right? It's not going to be good for you. And then if you look at like a bullet from like a handgun, probably no bigger than this little earpod here. And <laughs> I'm sure it has a great personality. And if it penetrated you, it would do a fantastic job, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Is there a point to this? I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> It's a penis-sized joke, Josh. <laughs> no, you lost me. What, what's a penis? Definitely lost me. Michael Maher on Letterman, the whole crowd was laughing. I remember that clip too. When he's doing the, he's like, I'm going to show you, what is it? A vanish and a penetration. And uh, the penetration of the, uh, the silk and the, and the teacup handle. Good shit. <sighs> so if you ever need a, a quick joke, just add the word penetration into your patter. Seems to be the the way to only magicians will laugh at it, but it will be solid. Easy laugh. I think most Easy. people laugh at that word because it's just a funny word. Mm. Penetration. Like, at what point in life would you ever use the word penetration outside of the context of a dirty <laughs> joke? Tell me. Uh, you definitely wouldn't use. I've never even heard a doctor in the middle of surgery. Huh? You definitely wouldn't use the word penetration when you're about to engage in penetration because that is like the loose. <laughs> Here well, comes the penetration. I like, I like to yeah. lighten the mood before I penetrate, so I <laughs> throw that in there. <laughs> All With right. a bit of magic. Penetration train. <laughs> there's, there's other words, though, in magic that, like, if you say them in, into, like, a normal audience, like, can I see your ring? The, like, I don't know what it's like where you live, but over here, your ring is like your ring piece. Let's see your ass crack. Like, they're all... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's right. Like, I'm sure there are other words. Be careful about what we say. Like, if you want to borrow a toe ring, you would say toe ring. If you want to borrow, like, an earring, you'd say earring. If you want to borrow a fingering, ah, fuck. <laughs> 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 Have you ever borrowed a toe ring? That seems like a new <laughs> a middle of a performance. Excuse me, that, man. Can I just borrow your toe ring there? I always ask for them for their toe rings, of course. <laughs> But uh, yeah. already got a cock ring. I can borrow. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have one, but it kept falling off. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Doug's like, I'm sick of this. It's gone down a different path. Oh no, I've actively. I, I've Dude, Doug, Doug is the sickest one here. Doug, <laughs> Doug is like a feral animal, man. He just hasn't gotten started yet. <laughs> I've used the phrase cock ring on a professional level more than once. So. Yeah, the kids' party. He's <laughs> doing it. 
I'm surprised no one's come up with Lincoln cock rings. Surely that's, that's probably been done. Is that a Sans Mind product? I don't, I don't know. I've seen Lincoln that come out rings. yet. It's a worker. It's a tenure. It's a tenure, Josh. Nice, ah, cheap, quality tenure prop. No, no, very small size tenure. That's it. Just sign this yeah. cock ring. I mean, I, use, I do the Williamson... The Bruce Allen oh, ring. Oh, those rings fucking huge. It's a natural <laughs> that's assumption. That's what it would be. Jesus. Wow. Must be nice. Oh, no wonder you got married. God damn. <laughs> the table he's using actually has no legs on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's actually oh, lifting your camera up. That is hilarious. That's the only Sorry about time that. You should ever use a standing desk. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is um. This just reminds me of Blackpool. Have you ever? If you've never been, you need to go see the um. Not the gala show. Um, and they do another one called Beat the Wand, and it's just crazy, crazy. Uh, it's a gong show, and one of them one year was a guy. He was just naked, but he had um. He had he had a napkin on his front, and he just did like a levitating dick. <laughs> 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 and then he whipped it off and he got his dick out and everyone cheered mental wow. that's what you're missing out on oh my that's confidence man this, full this time full frontal nudity um, one stage yeah full, full frontal nudity it, wow. was, it was mental this time the, the winner of Beat the Wand was sure a uh, good penetration the, win- the winner this time was a disabled man who pretended to shit himself on stage that's, that's who won it this time what? So that shows you the level wow. of the beat the wand show. Whoa. Let me ask you this: enough, Did you laugh? It was funny. It was funny. Comedy gold. Comedy gold. Yeah. Then no wonder he won. Can I ask what that looks like? Like, what does that act look yeah, like? Could you, you reenact it right now for us? <laughs> Let me get the video out. He um he basically like just <laughs> he just pulled <laughs> his pants or something. I don't know what it was. And then he said, "Oh, it was a trick," and we all just believed like, it. Oh, I'm fucking with you. I didn't shit myself. Is it possible <laughs> that he just? <clears throat> is there a possibility he's just accidentally stumbled across the stage looking for the bathroom? Is that possible? <laughs> shit himself, and then a bunch of magicians went. That's the best trick <laughs> yeah. of all. Yeah, and he's gone. Man, I must be. I must be really tripping off that weed. And then he just <laughs> left the bathroom. <laughs> That's weird. That's Blackpool. Maybe wow. he doesn't even remember going on that stage. Maybe he was just like, he was like, man, I was... Oh, no, he, he then joined the Blackpool um, Facebook group and posted a video of that clip oh, to the fuck. group. So he is fully That's fully on in that routine. You know, I love the, you know recognition for, for the things that you do is important. I don't know if I'd want to be recognized as the guy that shat myself on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Pretended to. Pretended to. Oh, yeah, that's better. Have you that's ever done that? Much better. <laughs> have, you ever, have, you ever, have you ever shit yourself gigging? <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. on stage, no, definitely. I did it busking once. Not intentionally. Mm. But, um, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my finest moment. Yeah, what would you do? I was, I was dead young as well. I was like show, 13. Oh, yeah, you finished the show. <laughs> that was my cups and balls final load. It worked out perfect. Oh. But... um. My, yeah, I was like 13 and I was just like, oh, I was so ill the night before. I think I had food poisoning. And um, you know when you do them like 
wet farts and you're not sure if you'd quite trust your own body <laughs> and it was like a hot uh, day and i was like i must just be sweating or something and then i checked it later on and i was like oh shit, i just shit myself oh, you finished the show you finished the like, show made, made an easy hundred bucks mm. and then checked your pants it. and you were like oh shit I can't say that, like, mid-gig, I've decided to let a wet fart out anyway, because, it, you know... Oh, it was yeah, pre-gig. Pick, it was pre-gig. You try, to, you try to let it go under the radar silently. Yeah, yeah. Pick a card. Like, Hang on. you got to time it when oh, you know they're going to react big. That's when you let it out. Uh, this is when you do it, you go like this. You go, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to... Yeah, so... um, That would work. I'll get you to pick work. a card. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is that smell? Sorry, man. Sometimes the cards let off a bit of a smell. Mm. It's the that could, old that tree, could, the oak. That could be a book. When to let out the fart when you're roving. <laughs> Tough question. What you, do, what you do is you do it as you leave a group, <clears throat> right? So you finish all your sets, then you're about to leave. You cut it real silent. Progress over the next gig. By the time they smell it, you're already fucking gone. So they assume it's one of them. And you're already poor the next group. You've crop dusted your way across to the next group and you start doing your magic. Right? What about what about this? You fart and then immediately after light flash paper, which burns the gas in the air and therefore should be no smell, right? Well sure, yeah. If you're gonna light it down here, you're like, all right, just gonna <laughs> And then the You don't need flash paper anymore. Trails, trails back to the previous group that you were standing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look, and on that note, we want to leave you with that wisdom. We want to thank Jack for coming on. We're, all these links are in the description below. Keep an eye out for his amazing content. No, Jack, thanks for coming on. I've, I've got a gift for you guys. I've got a gift for you. Before we finish, can I just quickly? I've got, I've got something to show you. Um, okay. Because ever since I've followed the podcast, your logo has, has driven me mental. Like you've got the great cartoon of Josh and Jason, and then Doug is just like a photo slapped on the front. <laughs> like, this is true. Paid extra oh, for like, that. So, as an artist myself, I no um, I thought I'd try and cor- it bothered me so much. I thought I'd try and correct it. So I've done in the same style as Josh and Jason a cartoon of Doug, uh, and I hope. I hope you like it. Oh, wow. You know what? Actually, can we use that? Uh, that's a joke. I actually did a proper version. Much gooder. Oh, oh yeah. this. Hey. Wow. wow. I love it. That's amazing. Go. I think the first one was better, though, if I'm honest. The first one yeah, was much better. Go with that one. Go with that one. That's perfect. That's yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Jack, that's so Looks- cool, man. Thank you very much. Right, you got, you got a sick, uh, six set of skills on you there, man. That's amazing. Thank you very wow. much. There you go. Your, your, your logo problem is solved now. <sighs> I love it. No, we need we guests just... like you to come on and, and fix our stuff. And that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Guys, thanks for watching The Magic Guys. We'll see you next time. Follow Jack. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys. 